It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here, alone, sort of, for not an interview, uh, just John's on the phone. The holiday season has kind of, uh, I gotta be real, it defeated me a little bit as far as uh, getting podcast guests and getting podcasts up, so John Boy uh, was driving back from somewhere, riding back from somewhere, uh, and I believe came up with a little something for us to talk about. So John Burr is with me. John, how are you? I'm very well, and I have my Yuletide gift to you all. Are you ready for? Not just usually, you know, someone writes out New Year's resolutions for each team. Here, fast break breakfast. We're going to give you a little bit of a wrinkle. I'm going to give the New Year's resolutions for each team in the East, each team in the West next week, and Keith's going to decide will they keep these resolutions or will these be fast break breakfast broken egg resolutions i like and it. remember keith this isn't should they keep these resolutions it's will they keep these resolutions will they keep the resolution so you've come up with uh, just a few thoughts or just a resolution per team just just a resolution per team and you let me know will they keep it and why that's pretty good where were you driving back from john before we dive in it feels too early i to- have been to like six states in three weeks yeah, your the things you've thrown into the Patreon only Slack chat. It's it hard to geotag you. There's a lot of clues, but <laughs> but n- not not a lot of data. Not actually, it's mainly just shots of grills. I don't think Meats. I've seen an, an outside uh, a window. There's been no like look at the sunset. It's mainly like hey, check this meat out. Some people sing carols. Some people do feats of strength. Our pagan ritual is grilled meats. <laughs> But don't call me John anymore. Call me Burfius, John the Anabaptist, or Nostra Dumbass, if you will. <laughs> Let's dive in okay. to a New Year's resolution for each team. Okay. You let me know if they're going to keep this resolution or to keep our puns alive. Is it a broken egg, broken resolution? I like it. Let's start at the top with the 30 and 10 Boston Celtics. Keith, here's your first resolution. Coach Frankie Munez <laughs> will finally unleash the Tatum. This is a guy who's taking less shots than Jalen Brown per game. Will he finally unleash the Jason Tatum rest of the year? I'm going to say that resolution, no, we're not going to do more Tatum because what they're doing right now is the perfect amount of Tatum. It's a rookie. What He's averaging 14 points per game, and he's leading the NBA still at this point, in three-point field goal percentage, I think what he has going on, he doesn't want to change. So, yes, they are, you know, falling off of their early season pace, but I, I think... They're still 6-4 and four their last 10. Yeah. I mean, I, December was worse for them than November, but November was such great heights, I'm not really... I mean, you're going to do worse. So I'm going to say, no, we don't even need any more shots for Jason Tatum. Let's just work on what we got, Boston Celtics. But, you know... I'm often wrong. 
about the Celtics. I get most of my Celtics predictions incorrect, but I would say no on that resolution. Uh, Young Tatum, just keep it doing what you've been doing. In second place, the Toronto Raptors, 25 and 10. The always Aristotelian Masai Ujiri, who has somehow made Casey into Dwayne the Great, will they continue their ball movement trend instead of relying on the dynamic duo? And you know I am mostly emphasizing Double D, DeMar DeRozan. Or are they going to keep spreading the ball around? That's what I want to know, Keith. Is this sudden ball movement team Raptors, who have always, for the most part, relied on those Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, will the ball movement trend continue, or is this a flash in the pan? Yes, it will. It will, it will continue. That resolution will hold. I know the team spent a brief something like 21 hours as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. That but, was so Raptors. So <laughs> Raptors. Yeah, uh, I think they've, you know, they just are adjusting as their team travels through time. The years under Dwayne Casey, I think it's been seven years now. They keep tweaking. They keep adjusting. Uh, even as DeMar DeRozan has kind of adjusted his game, he continues. He's not a three-point shooter, but he yeah. started taking a few more threes, a few fewer It's not that he's not a three-point shooter. He's just no longer a long-two specialist. Right. So, And I think they will keep moving the ball around, and they will keep spreading that love. And as long as they get uh, Serge Ibaka, who is surging over the last, I don't know, 20 games, 15 games, he, he's, he's scoring at a higher rate. I think that's sharing the ball. It's, you know, it's working for him. I expect them to uh, to keep on doing it all regular season long until they lose horribly in the first round to maybe the six-seed Chicago Bulls. I almost made that the resolution to move on in the playoffs, <laughs> but then I decided that was too easy, too quickly, too quickly strung aside. I think the real story for Toronto, despite DeMar DeRozan's Incredible year, which he's actually his usage rate is lesser than last year, and he's this much better. Um, it's been every single one of their players is kind of good. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'm jealous of all their role players. Anyone they plug in seems to be good. Why can't the Grizzlies ever have role players? I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's the next team? <sighs> We're doing the Eastern Conference, my friend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't go down <laughs> that darkened path. That was literally the reason I chose the East over the West because I just don't even want to talk about. Grizzlies or tangentially related things. Um, in third place, the Cleveland Cavaliers at 25 and 12. Will LeBron and IT in love evolve into the perfect basketball organism? It's structural perfection being matched only by its hostility. Keith, do you admire their purity and will this continue? Uh, the resolution of will this continue? As in, are you saying like they are the, the, now with the addition of IT a perfect basketball organism? I saw uh, like they are terrifying. I saw like three minutes of the first IT game back. Well, there, I saw more of that, but there was three minutes in that fourth quarter where they were they blew me away. Where Isaiah Portland Thomas, played their best basket best half of basketball all year long and got annihilated. Well, and and, and you had Dwayne Wade running the baseline and Isaiah Thomas just hitting him with passes and assisting, and then Isaiah Thomas hitting the threes, and I was like, whoa, this team is Th- amazing. Thomas was in. better. Thomas was better than his stats showed, and he had like 16 points in 18 minutes with three assists. I am all in on Isaiah Thomas and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Could not be higher. I don't. I'm still unclear what the resolution was, but I'm all for it. Yes, go Cavs. It, the resolution was merely a, 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 a opportunity to quote the perfect film Alien. So <laughs> let's continue. You admire its purity. I do. Um, real quickly though, I, I, that that. That game had to be devastating for all the uh, Bill Simmonsites out there who have been poo-pooing IT all 
ever since he, the flagging injury came up. It must be said the Trailblazers were up against the schedule on that one. It was, right. it was the end of a road trip. It was the third game in four nights or something. Like, it was an extreme schedule that disadvantage game. So they played so well. Yeah, the, the Trailblazers half, played great, but they, they, they did fall apart. Dame Lillard on his first game back was hitting his shots, but he turned the ball over a lot. So, you know, will we if see that again? If the Blazers could put together two good halves ever, they could really be something. Oh, wow. They I would never they, see that ever. They would definitely be good. But Fourth, Detroit Pistons, 20-15. and 15. They're in fourth, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stan Van Gundy's discovery of new starters Reggie Bullock and Ish Smith and role players like Luke Kennard propelled them past hurdles like the injuries to Reggie Jackson and Stanley and teams figuring out that Tobias Harris can actually play and they continue their winning ways. Will they resolve to continue their winning ways despite the injuries? Uh, no, but I only say that because I want to keep up consistently being wrong about them. Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Bullock is shooting... Incredibly. What is he shooting? Reggie Bullock and Luke Kennard combined for 42 points the other night. Reggie Bullock's uh, E field goal percentage is 61%. He's yes. like one of the top shooting guards so far this season in, in very Murdering limited Murdering my Patreon-only iShop team. Yeah, so I think he is going to cool off his first big chance to play uh, with a good coach. He has taken advantage of. And being stuck into the lineup with Avery Bradley being gone, he's taken full advantage. And Ish Smith, he, he's comfortable filling in for Reggie Jackson. So they look good so far. But I, I don't believe in this team still. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think they're going to maintain it. Even though everyone's saying that they've fallen apart, they're still 6-4 and four in their last 10. Yeah. They and have, still, they, like, like getting insane games out of Andre Drummond. And, and honestly, like, maybe they're better without Reggie Jackson and Stanley Johnson. We've always said these types of things, but uh, I don't know. Remains to be seen. I'll go no on that one just to continue always being wrong about the Detroit Pistons. Okay. I'm half and half. Like, I think they are better without Reggie Jackson, but I think they're, I think the Reggie Bullock thing is fool's gold, and they still need Stanley Johnson, who they'll probably trade because Stan Van's angry at him. Fifth place, Washington Wizards, 21-16. and 16. Does drug mule Mike Scott finally take Marquise Morris's job for good and allow us to make as many MDMA jokes as possible? <laughs> I, for one, am sick of Scotty Brooks molly coddling Mark Keith. <laughs> that was funny. Well, well said. Ah, uh, those aren't my drugs. They're my brothers. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, do you think he'll take the job? No, you think I. They've made the transition. No, I don't. But I can't figure it out. He's another guy, much like Reggie Bullock, who's shooting an incredible percentage. He's shooting something like fifty-nine percent, sixty percent on like a bunch of mid-range stuff. Uh, so I don't think it'll last. I think Markeith Morris is still a better player. Uh, but I do, See, again, look I, at that. So you're not sure. So Markeith is back, and Mike Scott just played his most minutes in their last game. And Mike Scott seems like 10 times smarter than Markeith Morris. And Markeith Morris is such a half-assed basketball player. It's just hard for me to imagine, like, especially with, like, when John Wall, like, remember when John Wall started talking about guys caring about their stats? Yeah. That was a, that he was saying that about Marquise Morse. I, I mean, it's hard to figure out who John Wall is saying something side eyed to because he's always right. saying something. You know, I, I don't Are know. Are you referring to his 
lizard-like slits that he calls eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a, I have a wizard's guest scheduled for next week, and I, and I need to get to the bottom of this entire team because it seems like this team should be amazing. It seems like right. they've hit home runs with drafting Otto Porter and drafting Kelly Oubre to fill out that bench. Mike Scott's playing really well. Why isn't the team better? So no, I don't think Mike's going to take over. I think but, the answers are Scotty Brooks and Marquise Morris. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know the answers, but so no. that's a big. Broken egg, broken resolution. Yes. Will this be a broken egg, broken resolution for the number six Milwaukee Bucks sitting at 19 and 16? The hashtag fire kid movement is real and kid heads back to Atlantic City where he belongs. <laughs> uh, what is the resolution that the, the hashtag is real? Because it's real. Yep. Do I think yeah. he's going to get kicked out? Do you think, do you think it'll result in kid being fired? Uh, no, I do not. I think he's going to keep uh god ingratiating himself with the uh the ownership gonna he keep is the frank working. underwood of the nba in more ways than one yeah <laughs> gonna keep working his magic he's gonna just get his tentacles in with the ownership and i don't think they're gonna kick him out i don't think they even keep track of what he's doing really i also think I, that, I don't know that twitter movement is a beautiful thing though because like they don't just have like the hashtags going they have like synchronized memes and like avatars it's incredible yeah so it's almost as fun to watch as lakers twitter right now i'm sorry bucks fans i think kid is around and they're just winning games it it seems to me they're winning games on sheer talent and they're winning impressively like eric bledsoe's playing incredibly you know i love. I mean they're they're losing despite incredible play from bledsoe because they're still i mean they they still are slumping now right like they're not winning more games than they're losing like as of late. I think they're like they're not even 500 in their last 10. I don't think we're I don't think we're ever getting rid of Jason Kidd uh, just mainly cuz he looks really good in a pressed shirt. 7th. And I'm sorry Chuck isn't here for this, but I'm not sorry. I got to say Heat. oh I got to say before we move on from Jason Kidd, my wife who is in the baby dungeon with me listening to scowling. this one-sided conversation hates Jason Kidd is scowling about Jason Kidd. Uh, she, she, uh, has a pretty firm anti-domestic abusers policy and, uh, no second chances with, with the wife. So she's, uh, she's ready for Justin kid to, to get out of the NBA. She probably feels some sort of kinship with his, uh, with his wife. Yeah. I'll let that, uh, lay fellow <laughs> seventh Miami heat at 19 and 17, their resolution acquire a draft pick head dingus and real greaseball shit. Pat Riley doesn't own both of their picks until 2022. <laughs> Will they acquire a draft pick? Uh, honestly, I can't even fake to know the answer to this one. Like, I, right on. I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're over 500. Uh, like they win, like Wayne Ellington's playing great. Josh Richardson, ever since, uh, getting hit in the balls by, uh, was it Nick Batum who, who got him again? He got, he got another victim. Like, Batum is out of control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he's been incredible since then. He's been carrying the team. Like maybe Josh Richardson is the best player, but because Dragic hasn't been playing. If I it's can't not fi- Ellington. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't figure this team out. Like, it seems like they should maybe blow everything up, but it seems like they could trade off guys and they would still be 500, be in this playoff race again. So I don't well, know. What, what, what do you think, John? I find it hard to believe they would blow it up because they are seventh in the playoff hunt despite being the most injured team in the NBA. I'm saying they could blow it up, and I don't think they'd move in the standings. Yeah. Like, you know, what, what, but if, if the reason I ask that is if they blow it up, if they start trading players, it has to be for draft picks, right? You can't move. These aren't guys you can get 
non-draft pick assets for, I believe. And they are so strapped for picks for so – I mean, for the next five years. On 2K, do, on 2K I, traded, uh, I traded Chandler Parsons and two second-round picks for Tyler Johnson and James Johnson. So I don't know if that would uh, be the draft picks they're looking for. <laughs> Even James Johnson's been hurt. I, I figured that was them to get uh, some, some salary cap relief. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they would trade. I don't know. Like, could Dragic or Whiteside fetch a first round pick from somebody? I don't know who those teams would be. Like, maybe you could trick the Wizards into giving yeah. you a first round pick, but even that's not a good first round pick. No, right. uh, I guess I'll, I'll plead ignorance again. I, I, can't, I can't fake to understand what this team will do and even what they have done. So neither a broken egg, broken resolution, yeah. or a capped resolution. I, I will, well, with bated breath, wait to see what happens like everyone else. We'll move on to the eight-seeded, 19-18, and 18, Indiana Pacers. Their oh, resolution. I, yes. I was going to say, this is a team I've actually watched a ton of. Right. Me too. So maybe, maybe, maybe you'll enjoy this uh, <laughs> resolution. Miles Turner stops taking turnaround Jays over tiny guards and becomes the Shaq to Oladipo's Kobe for this cornrow dynasty. And yes, that does make DeMontis Sabonis the most white meat babyface Lamar Odom of all time. <laughs> uh, the resolution, will Miles Turner stop being like a poor man's Ibaka and just firing up jumpers over guys? Right. No, is the, no is the answer. Uh, right. He can't even, I'm not even sure he can fulfill his role as a poor man's LaMarcus Aldridge and actually just keep firing shots up. I don't know why he doesn't, hasn't, he, like, he seems, seemingly has no post moves. The team doesn't really look for him. He fires a lot of long twos. He's got a Obsessed. beautiful. He's got a beautiful stroke. Like I mean, right. He's he's a crazy and he's, and he player is right now. The best shot blocker in the NBA. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still pretty awesome. The team isn't really looking for him, but I don't know if they need to be looking for him because if all he's providing is that standstill. Every time you pass it into him, he does a turnaround jump shot. Right. Right. I know. But even then, it's like, should they be looking for him to to just get him more spot up jumpers on the perimeter? I I don't. I, you know, I'm I'm not sure. But the answer. No, uh, so these resolution. eggs are broken, and Miles Turner does not develop this year. Yeah, he, very he's, well. He's not going to develop. Let's move on to ninth place, the New York Knicks, eighteen and nineteen. Their resolution: the shockingly integral Tim Hardaway Jr. returns, lightening Chris Stapp's load, and we are spared any more horrific headline puns like "poor Zingus." <laughs> New York uh, City is like the last place with decent newspapers. Come on, you're better than that. What's going on? I don't know how quickly Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back. I mean, he's every, shooting around. But yeah, but everything seems so fractures. bad. Like, is it a stress reaction, a stress fracture? Will the stress reaction lead to the stress fracture? Uh, like, like I don't, I don't know. All I, I hear is the word stress, and then it freaks me out. Also, stresses me out. <laughs> as I, as I think we mentioned on like two or three of our last few shows, the Knicks are playing all their games on the road. They, they've already right. played all their games at home. So even Tim Hardaway coming back, they've been abysmal on the road. Yeah, I think he'll lighten the load a little bit. I just worry it's going to be too little too late by the time he gets back. But shout out, Tim Hardaway Jr. You were a, a comet flying through the sky for like three weeks there, putting up incredible numbers. I mean, he just seems – I've, ne- I've never seen a ch- – well, Dion Waiters has been awfully important to the Heat, but – I've never seen a chucker be so important this year. Well, he was year. chucking, but he was also somewhat playmaking. You know, he, he, right. was, he was doing everything. And he would have those fourth-quarter bursts, and maybe that was just a product of playing at home in front of that jazzed garden. Uh, um, that was confusing to say. Jazz garden? The jazzed Madison Square Garden people. Like, he would go on those big runs where he'd get hot, and he'd, he'd carry them in fourth quarters. Uh, 
I, I hope it comes back because it was fun to watch, but I think it's going to be too little too late. Um, poor Zingas. Mm. That's not good. I, 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 but you can really see, like, poor Zingas gets frustrated and starts chucking bad shots when, when there's too much pressure on him. Yeah. Which I hate to say, but it's it definitely is the case. He, he feels the pr- – and, you know, I guess I can understand with headlines like that being lobbed his way. But I was hoping, you know, like Cantor and Lance Thomas for a minute was – picking up some of the slack and Beasley has picked up this. You can't blame this on cool bees. Um, <laughs> I think but he's, he's done all he could do. I think they need Hardaway back badly, but I, uh, I don't Absolutely. know when he's coming back either. Yeah. They also need uh, a point guard. Oh, you're not a Frankie smokes guy, huh? Well, I mean, Jared Jack has extended long beyond his expiration date. Like, I mean, Jared bless Jack's his heart. Miserable. For, I mean, bless his heart for, you know, he's doing some Trent Dilfer game management out there. But there uh, are rumors of Hornacek <laughs> letting off the uh, letting go of the reins. Maybe they would get let, Dragic. Let Frank I mean, maybe go. they would. Would they be a team that would trade for Dragic? Yeah, or I don't know what they give. Dragic and Porzingis is almost too beautiful. I can just see them be like nice. down in the grottos, the underground Eastern European grottos, passing champagne and women around. <laughs> Let's let this happen. A tenth. Philadelphia 76ers, 17 and 19. Their resolution, be it broken egged or not. False returns, Philly starts making their threes again. Top 10 in attempts, bottom 10 in percentage. And this team streaks back into playoff caliber performance. Uh, I'm going to agree with half of the resolution. Okay. Yes, they will get back into playoff contention. So the second half, yes. The first right. half, Markel Fultz return. Firing threes? No, I, I'm not a believer in Marco Fultz returning or contributing very much this season. I think it's just been the most bizarre story. Their press release that came out very a couple strange. days ago. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but something to the effect of he has been cleared to enter the final stage of his transition transition phase back to basketball preparation, which is nice. was the most. That doesn't mean anything, first of Bye. all. And yeah. uh, and so, yeah, he's now back to where he can get back on the track to returning. I feel like they've broken this man mentally. I think he's a, a – I don't even watch baseball, but I've definitely seen the Sports Center highlights of when the, the pitcher loses it and just starts throwing the ball way over the catcher. The yips. Yeah, the yips. All the yips. So Markel Fultz, I think, has the yips. I do think the Sixers are going to rebound and play better and get back in the playoff race, but I don't think it's going to be because of Markel Fultz. I do think if Fultz comes back, even if he can't shoot his playmaking ability and his ability to hit to create open three-pointers will be huge for them, but there's so many question marks. Here's something. How about this, John? I've been thinking about the Sixers and trades. Yeah. I think they need to... They still have a few assets left. Oh, certainly. I, I think a couple things. One, it's not always about my Memphis Grizzlies, but it can be this time. Tyreek Evans, one-year rental. Put him New on York. that second unit, man. Oh, God. Like, Jared Bayless <laughs> is out there on the Sixers just playing 25 minutes and not scoring. I can, I can just see the Sixers fans swallowing their tongue when Tyreek goes for 28 points and passes the ball to Embiid four times in a game. 
But uh, another one. Um, so I think that one's. I think that one. I'm not saying it's a great idea for the Sixers long term. I'm saying it's a Colangelo idea. I'm saying as an NBA league pass junkie, I would accept it, and I think it would make them win more games this season. Another crazy idea. I don't know if they can swing it. Free Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Right. Put him on the Sixers. I think that's an incredible match. I think that's a long-term great match. Make Fournier like a fourth man like he should be. Yes, well, this he's... is an excellent teaser for uh, one of our last teams that we'll cover then. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well. Let's move on to the 11th seeded, 11th place, Brooklyn Nets, sitting at 14 and 23. This resolution. Kenny Atkinson continues his less three-point heavy approach by feeding Jaleel Okafor down low. Now that DNP CD Palooza <laughs> seems to be ending, can Jaleel Okafor help this team? This team resolves yes. I I want it to be yes. I've long thought it could be yes. But when he ended up on the Nets and they said he wasn't in game shape, I think I finally sold all my remaining right. Jaleel stock. I was like, really? Like he, he's not yeah, in he's game. finally about to play. And and he so then I'm, one time out of like 18 games or something. I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to Jalil Okafor and Nerlens Noel. They need to make a TV movie about it. Maybe an HBO miniseries. What happened to those guys? Like there it's was like, so much it's like promise. Like Don and Daryl Strawberry without all of the uh, success. Yeah. So I don't know if they went and saw the wrong gypsy at some weird carnival on the on, you know. Down I don't know if it's going Coney to be Island or something. Yeah. They played the it's, wrong slot machine. Anyway. I don't know if it's going to be successful, but from the way Kenny Atkinson's been talking about taking less threes and feeding the ball down low, I think he's going to try this. Yeah, I, I hope you're right, just because I, I want to see something happen. And I, I, I like cheering for the Nets. They're, they're kind of fun. I mean, Well, the Nets are interesting in that they are terrible, yet they have nothing to be terrible for. And they're, 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 is, in, they're in games. Karis LeVert is on a tear. He's been incredible. He's oh, simultaneously man. now Karis murdering. Karis LeVert misses every other game. Yeah, well, that's not true. He's only missed a couple games. But exactly. he is murdering my iShop team. He was terrible, and now he's gotten very efficient. And, whew. Right. Not well, great. Karis LeVert's just one of those guys who, like, is better than his numbers also. Like, he knows how to play. Yeah. He can kind of do it all. Uh, let's move it to Charlotte, sitting 12th, 14, and 23. Their resolution. Cody Zeller returns, giving Hornets most unlikely dominant glass cleaner duo, ending recent rebounding woes, just in time for Coach Clifford to come back and lead Hornets to a division. Wait, Keith, did you write this? <laughs> Keith, did you write this resolution? Oh. There were misspellings, and it's all about Cody Zeller and Coach Clifford. <laughs> coach Clifford, nowhere to be seen. Get better, Coach. Uh, no, I'm... Uh... <laughs> coach... Pa- pa- Paul Silas's son, Silas Silas, is not doing a very good job. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I sure if that's. I funny. don't know what can be done there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who, I don't know who said it. I know there wasn't really a, re- a resolution. It was worth it for the joke. The no, there wasn't a resolution. I couldn't think of anything, so I just made a crap. The jo- I don't know who said the joke that, like, the Hornets are an average team with Kimball Walker and a G League team without Kimball Walker. Like that's right. I-, I wish they were better, but they're not. I don't know what that team should do. Like, do, does do their fans want them to blow it up? It seems like they should try to blow something up. I don't know what you can even do. I don't know who's in the market for a Kimball Walker. I, I mean, I'm utterly confused by this team. Maybe the Knicks. Do the Knicks have anything that they would trade to get Kimball Walker and we could finally bring him home to the Garden? 
the jazz garden, as I said earlier, very confusingly. I the the Hornets just confound me because I mean, they they are they will win games they have no business winning. Uh, Spurs recently, I mean, they just destroyed the Kings. They by, beat the Warriors. Yeah, or, they beat the War. I uh, mean, yeah. it's just, but then they can be so poor and and like they're getting out rebounded horribly, and that's kind of all Dwight is good at. So I don't understand what the hell's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really befuddled by them. I'm also ready to not have Michael Kidd Gilchrist around. Like, right. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what he does. He's like Tony Allen without the intangibles. Man, they have like three Michael Kidd Gilchrists. <laughs> yeah. like, they are a bizarre team. Uh, I can't talk about them any longer. So let's move to a team that I love to talk about. Thirteenth place, Chicago Bulls, thirteen and twenty-four. Garpax resolves to forget that the Punch Brothers are unkillable gods and flip either Miro Tomjanovich and or Kermit Portis for picks and or <laughs> prospects. No, he won't. This team hasn't <laughs> done anything that we think they should have done ever. And, and even right. you have to give him begrudgingly some credit that like the Jimmy Butler trade was not the abject failure that we said it was. It still seems like they could have gotten more out of it. I don't think right. they needed to swap those those picks in the first round. But Chris Dunn has been really, really good recently. And, you know, Zach Levine's coming back to probably, you know, undo all the goodness. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if this front office is going to move Miritich. Like, everyone is in consensus. Let's do it. Let's cash him out. He's been perfect. Like, he's had a perfect run. It seems like uh, his stock has never been higher. But I'm just going to guess. I mean, obviously, with no inside knowledge, just no, because it seems like they absolutely should. I mean, that's probably the easiest layup I've given you, is just bet against whatever you think Garpak should do. Yeah. Uh, let's move to a similarly disenfranchised franchise. 14th, Orlando Magic. You referred to this earlier. They're at 12 and 26. Their resolution. Magic make their first decent trade since the Vucevic trade by trading Vucevic. Uh... No, because don't, don't think they can get anything for him. I don't think one. I don't think they can get anything for him, and especially with it's so unfortunate that he's injured. I'm not sure when he's right. coming back. Like he's, he's, I think he's going to be out another month, maybe. And he's out a good long time. But if they're going to get, if that's the only guy they can really, you brought up Fournier, but to me, Fournier's too young. And they talked know. about how this is a holding pattern, wait and see year. And, but to me, they have seen that Vucci Main is a one trick pony. I think you gotta. I think you gotta look at Alfred Payton and say this guy's nothing. This is a backup. You can't have him. I think. I think you have to give up on like Vucevic. No, like that's not something we can have. We we can't build around with what we have. Say, Here's, look. Let me have, let me tell you why I you, made this resolution and why it makes sense to me. They're paying Bismack Biombo so much money. Right. To me, that was like okay. This is our guy in waiting, and I think he might be better. When Vucevic got hurt, my thought was, I think they might win a couple games because the and then fit, we were wrong. We were horribly wrong. Well, they did win. A, they, they did win. They won at least one. But like, one in nine. <laughs> <laughs> but but Bismack Biombo and Aaron Gordon that makes more sense in my brain. Yeah. You know, as a front court, they just have to say we have Aaron Gordon, we have Jonathan Isaac, we've made tons and tons of mistakes. Let's just build around that. Like if we can get something for Fournier, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't move off of it. So again. Amir Johnson, Jared Bayless, and maybe a first-round pick? Let's do it. Come on, Sixers. <laughs> you can get behind that. And at last, the Atlanta Hawks. 
10 and 27. Their resolution. Keep tanking alive in the last ever tankathon and secure the worst record in the NBA. I think I'm going to talk about this in our full show <laughs> late, late, later in the week with, with uh, you and Chuck. Because, yes, the answer is yes. They're keeping the tankathon alive. I, I thought... I kept thinking of this team as maybe has the chance to win some games. They've been in games. They've had a tough schedule. I thought they'd be able to pull out some games against some of the bad teams. They were kind of underperforming. The stuff that I happened think, I at think the Dennis end of the Schroeder is like tanking MVP right now. The stuff that happened at the end of the Suns game when Schroeder, <laughs> Schroeder went for the cover instead of the, the game tying shot. Maybe he was just confused. The body language, the Malcolm Delaney reaction. He knew reaction, he was going to get that amazing last second oop that almost worked. Was the best thing. Oh man! I mean, I posted the video of that. Someone in my Twitter mentions was like, was pointing about like someone under that video of him shooting the layup instead of going for the the game tying three pointer was like we need to get jeff teague back and then the person beneath him responded with whatever man shorter made the layup like that was (laughs) like that was a good thing i don't know yeah i mean this team i thought they were gonna hit the over they still might but I, i i now understand they're definitely going to tank it out they need to trade I mean, they have Bellinelli who needs to go, who could go to a good team and help out. Um, Dwayne Dedman could go to a good team and help out when he gets healthy. Um, I think they treat Dedman as a young asset to keep, but I, th- I think you're right on with the likes of Bellinelli. I can't remember is Dedman a. Pl- he's, I can't remember if he's a player option or a team option for next year. I don't know. It's like a it's like a six million. Um, I can't remember. It, it, there's an option on his contract, so it seems like he's not really locked down for a while, but. I think they're definitely going to, going to be tanking, leading the tankathon as they are. They have pole position, and again, the highly questionable way they blew that game against the Suns Woo! lets me know they are in it to win it. All other challengers need not apply. Schroeder so interesting all of the time. <laughs> that's, that's true. I actually think he's ended up being a much better player than I thought he was going to be. I mean, I still think. I mean. Jeff Teague is still like his equal, which I guess isn't that much of a, a great maneuver there. But uh, so, but in, in summation, you do do you think they're going to get the worst record? Do you I, believe I, in this resolution? I do believe in the resolution. And Dwayne Dedman has a player option for next year, so ah, I, well. I would well, trade him if they, could, if, they, if they could get him anywhere. Well, well done, John. Thank you for coming up with all those resolutions on your ride back into town. Uh, we'll have a full episode later in the week again, as I said, with John and Chuck. If you want to support our program, you can do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. We put up bonus content there. And there's the ever-popular $3 a month Slack chat, which we talked about a few times. So if you want to support us there, it's always highly appreciated. Go over to fantracks.com if you want a highly customizable fantasy experience. They also have other games for all different sports, fantracks.com. All right, John, thanks for coming on. I will talk to you soon. The rest of you guys, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Mahalo, everyone. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, no apologize for being TNG. Fab break break, man. You understand? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.